Welcome to the Bookkeeper's Voice, an informative and entertaining podcast for bookkeepers who love small business. Each week, Amy Hook explores new ideas and shares real-life stories along with inspiring guests from both inside and outside the bookkeeping industry. Every episode will leave you with a fresh perspective along with industry-specific tips and insights to help your business and your clients' businesses thrive. And now, here's Amy. All right, guys, thank you for joining me again this week. And as promised on our last episode, I have Peter Nelson and James Gatwood with me. And so these two guys are working in the IT industry. So they both have separate businesses, but they've come together in a partnership. So they're going to talk to us today about... um, there's an issue that's happened, you know, for some time in the uh, IT industry um, with regard to offshoring and we're experiencing in the early stages of this in bookkeeping. So we're going to talk about that. But first, um, yeah, thanks for joining me, uh, James and Peter. Thank you very much for having us. This is fun. Yeah, yeah, it should be good. should be good. Um, so just to give you guys um, a bit of a background, I met James, when was it? It was a couple of years ago now. Yeah, and- yeah. I did, an SE, I did an SEO course with James and another business buddy of his. And so we trekked out myself, uh, Willie, my husband, who you all know, and um, one of our employees, we trekked out and did, we, we did this SEO course, which opened a whole can of worms in our lives. <laughs> so cool. we're now yeah, very, very into the SEO um, space, find that quite a fun thing. But I remember, yep, that course. So we rocked up and James and his um, buddy, gave us some like you know really the fundamentals of SEO so that was where we met and then from there I've just seen you you're all over Facebook like James you're in a lot of Facebook groups a lot of Facebook groups that the bookkeepers are probably also in like um, you know business 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 and then obviously you guys have your own group now so yeah so do you want to just kind of yeah just introduce yourself let everybody know you know, who you are, aside from SEO guy, uh, <laughs> that sure. kind of thing. So, go Thank for you. it. Um, so, I, I've been working, um, I started my business around uh, probably four or five years ago, um, just as a freelance web developer, um, and that's that's grown into a, to a, I guess what you'd call a full-blown agency, if you call it that. Um, so, doing, doing SEO websites, web hosting, things like that. Um, yeah, and, and, and using... Um, social media and, and things like that to meet business owners such as yourself and, mm-hmm. and um, grow my business organically through that. Yeah. Yes. And you're a real conversation starter in a lot of the groups, which is good. So if, I remember like I'll join a certain group and then the next thing, like you pop up starting a conversation with something about somebody. So I really, I like the way, you, you know, you're able to kind of network online and, you know, not just, you know, you're not obviously not just, you know, like looking for business, like you're really helpful. You post a lot of, you know, like really helpful um, resources or conversation starters and things like that in groups, which is, which is, um, yeah, which is really great. And so, okay, so you started out in web development um, back, how yeah. long have you been doing that for about six? I've, I've been doing that for about six years. I, I was mm. dabbling, when I was at university, I was just dabbling in it, um, sort of in the weekends, just tinkering, building yep. WordPress websites, breaking them, seeing if I could, fix <laughs> you know, all that sort of stuff. So, so yep. my, my experience around that just comes from all-nighters and many hours problem-solving stuff that I wanted to know how I could fix. 
Yes. And you brought back another memory for me, breaking websites. That's how I first spoke to you. I put a, that's, it was before the SEO course. I put a message. I'm like, oh my goodness, I've broken something. Can somebody who knows websites help me? And that was back in the, back in the days when William and I had first started. And so you helped us fix something. You were very generous with your time. You jumped on the phone to me and you, yeah, you gave me a few pointers and stuff like that. It was all around like the, I don't know, some DNS records or something like that. I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm over my head. <laughs> what does this all mean? Yeah, what are all these like letters and numbers mean? What do they do? No worries at all. My pleasure. It's such a it's such a stressful area for people. Like even for people who are sort of you know technical minded, it can get stressful. So you know, obviously, t IT is a you know can be a very complicated area for for, for lots sure. of people. So sure really great that we've got people like you guys helping out uh, wherever you can so helping people to unbreak their websites so and so what made you get into website design because what were you doing before that um well i was i had been at university studying digital marketing and yeah, yeah. just as much as i enjoy digital marketing yep. i just I, I just happened to, to develop a, a passion for websites and and mostly <laughs> more so sort of wordpress um, yeah. So yeah, it, it, honestly, it just happened by accident. And then um, when I came to Australia, because I'm I'm a Kiwi. Yes. Um, and <laughs> I'm sure the accent probably shines through. Um, yeah, it just pure fluke. I was just uh, staying with a friend. My friend said, "Hey, you know, if it's of interest, jump on Gumtree. Yep. You can help me pay some rent, sell a couple of websites." And it just started there like that. Go. Yep. Yeah. yeah, great. Very good. And so, yeah. And so you, you, you're a real Melbourner now. Because I always see you're always, always posting all these interesting, like, cool pictures of different things in Melbourne. And I always think, gosh, I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I'm just inquisitive, I guess, if I see something yep. or, you know, I'd go out and see what it is. And, yeah, no, it's a... Yep. It's always the people that come from overseas, they find all the cool stuff. Whereas when you live here, you're just like, yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, but, but that's always the way. That's always the way. I know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And so, okay, great. And so, um, Peter, what's your, what's your background? What are you doing now and what's your background? I'm the, sort of more the computer and server and email kind of guy for our business. And um, yeah. Yeah, I've been doing it for about 20 years now. So I started yeah. out as like a help desk manager helping like multiple businesses and yeah, yep. it's got passion for it. I, I love technology and tinkering and yep. doing a lot of stuff. So yep. um, yeah, so I, I started my own business about uh, 10 years ago now, I think. Yep. And yeah, I just started that out part-time while I was still working full-time, you know, got to support the kids and, um, you know, have like the income and everything. And yeah, I just slowly built it up and yep. yeah. It's great. Uh, it's thriving now, so yeah, it's really good. So, Beautiful. Yeah, and so, enjoy helping businesses and yeah, just getting yeah. Right into the how did you first get into IT? Uh, I just um, I always liked it at school, and I um, yep. <laughs> I, I, I went to the TAFE and did a course there, and then I just I got a job early on, just started like out as a junior technician, and then yeah, just built from yep. there basically. So yeah, right. That's great. Always learning, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, it's good. You're very at home with the technology nerds, like bookkeepers. We're different type of um, uh, different different type of technology geeks, but we're definitely in that in that space of just you know. I mean, there's so many different um, 
you know, apps out there and every bookkeeper's trying to, you know, we're all trying to find this like ideal, like network of all of these interconnected softwares. And it's sometimes seems impossible, but um, it's good fun to, you know, kind of be, um, yeah, like to be in in the world of technology. It is, it's definitely fun. Um, And yeah. And also it's kind of cool because, um, I don't know. I think because it's something that a lot of people just think is so hard. It's like with bookkeepers, everyone thinks numbers is hard. Everybody thinks technology is hard, except for the people that know how to do it. So it kind of makes you seem like, Oh, you know, Oh, this guy's really smart. This girl's really smart. It's cool. (laughs) I love it. So it's good. You're very at home amongst, uh, (laughs) amongst this community here. So although it is definitely when when you were talking about the type of stuff that you do, I was thinking, Oh, the scary stuff. Like that's the, (laughs) that's the really, really it stuff. So that's good servers. And I don't know, I don't even know what they are. (laughs) I think um, if you're not sort of doing it every day, but yeah, Yeah. once yeah. Well, same for you guys. You do accounting every day and bookkeeping is a second nature to you. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so urban IT services is the amalgamation of your two skill sets and, you know, passion for business. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about that before we dive into our topic? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so through Facebook, as we were yep. discussing before, and business, 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 that wonderful group. Yes. Uh, by <laughs> by Linda and Clive. Fantastic. Yep. Shout out to them. Yes, um, yes. Um, I met Peter and mm. I had been seeing posts by Peter, interacting a little bit, we chatted a few times. Peter also helped me with some stuff I was having issues with with the client. And then it dawned on the both of us mm. um, that actually my web clients yep. are often needing more than website support and help so and, true. and and then vice versa for Peter his his sort of more um his bigger customers were needing perhaps some more SEO driven help or maybe yeah. a, you know specific website um or web hosting help and yeah. so this this theme just kept popping up over and over again in client meetings and, and things like that and so we're just like look um we're both in Melbourne we're both passionate about this stuff let's put our skill set together and, and yeah. yeah why not it's, That's it's great. Cool. Yeah. So you, you've got, so your, your business is urban IT services. Yes. And then your, your group, your Facebook group. So I'll share a link, to, you know, to, to your um, profiles and your um, group and everything, but um, your group's IT business help Melbourne and Australia. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, when did you start that? It's been there for a couple of months, I guess. Uh, yeah, that, that's quite new. Probably quite, quite new. Look, yeah. Look, three or four months, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll post a link and if any of the bookkeepers want to jump in there and um, join that, they can. And um, yeah, fantastic. And so, um, all right. So yeah, so I guess we can jump into talking a little bit about the topic. So the topic is, um, you know, around um, the impact that offshoring has had on the IT industry. And I guess as you guys share things, I'll see if I can try and join the dots between what's happening for bookkeepers. But from the way I can see it is that the IT industry is further, much further along in that journey. So I don't know. What, I mean, when did it become evident to you guys that, you know, offshore IT was like really like seriously becoming a thing? <laughs> uh, for me, I just noticed like when I started calling a lot of the vendors and also, um, mm-hmm. you know, like people like Telstra and things, I just yep. noticed they'd started shifting and their call centers have gone over to like, I don't think maybe India or to the Philippines and yep. uh, yeah, so. Yeah, okay. Um, and then and I when, noticed in- Yeah, because when, when was that? 
when you're I'm trying to think when that when, um, that, when we oh, noticed it like as you know probably in the last maybe the outsiders two to three years I reckon so yeah it's just a ballpark figure but yeah it yeah just, it just seems to just sort of snuck in there and yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 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 because you said you, you said you started out as like like help desk and and that kind of thing um yeah exactly yeah so I was looking after close to about 50 to 60 uh, like big staff uh, clients so you'd always have to like call my and um you know all the vendors and stuff for support and yeah i just noticed that, that they started to shift overseas yep. so and then yeah, they try okay. to automate a lot of things as well so yeah okay yeah so the big companies were moving first and then yeah okay and so what so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right that's right and, and then, then the little little ones follow so <laughs> yeah yeah and so do, i just want to get a bit of a picture of like what did it looks like look like within like within your within the IT community. I mean, I don't know, I, I assume the IT community meet online because that's like the cool place to, to, to meet if you're into online stuff. So I don't know if, do you guys have Facebook communities or you have there like few, um, yeah, IRC a, communities or whatever they, what's that thing called? Do you uh, like that chat? Would, like, <laughs> yeah, it used to be, um, is it ICQ or, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, that, I got yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, I'm, we're Secret networks and stuff. Like, like Facebook groups as well, so yeah. Yep. Like dedicated yeah. to IT guys. So. Yeah. Okay. And so, you, did you start to see these things, you know, cropping up in conversations, or did people like put, like what we do? We do screenshots. Like, look, this person's offering bookkeeping for three dollars an hour. How can they afford that? <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, and then everyone would. A little bit of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. Like people ask because they know like certain providers and, and things yeah. like that. So. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's, there's always questions. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. Some people so don't like the answers, some people do. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so, like, what would you say, like, um, yeah, like, when it sort of first started um, coming out, like, were, were people getting upset about it? Or, I mean, I guess, I don't know. That I, I'm going to make an assumption here that the IT industry is more male. Uh, you'd be like, surprised, actually. That, yeah, is it? Like it's it's changed across like, now? There's, yeah. It's is it about 50-50? Yeah, okay. Maybe a little bit more towards male side, but yeah, but I've yeah, I'm, I've actually met a few um, yeah female IT entrepreneurs, yeah. and yeah, they're they're yeah they're doing really well. So that's good. That's good. Yeah, because yeah, I think the accounting industry. So in the accounting industry, we've got we've got about fifty fifty now in the accounting yeah. industry as a whole, but in the business ownership, so owning practices, it's still right. very heavily male, like probably in the right. 90% yeah. or more. Whereas in the bookkeeping industry, we've got 85, we're 85% female. So yeah. yeah, so obviously, I mean, most of the bookkeeping practices are owned by women. So it's quite, quite different in that sense. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I guess I was just I'm sort of trying to get a get a picture yep. of these you know these Facebook groups. Like the demographic in our Facebook groups are very highly female. Although we have quite, I think we've got about twenty five percent male listeners. So I was thinking, yep. where's that extra ten percent of guys coming from in the accounting industry who are listening to the podcast? So it's quite interesting. There's a bit of a shift happening there as well. Yep. So just trying. And to that know. matches up with my like I look after a few accounting firms um, in previous jobs, and yep. yeah, they're all predominantly um, like male owners and yeah. then yeah, I've got a few bookkeepers as well and yeah it's the same same yeah I feel what you're saying yeah so. yeah 
yeah so we've sort of got these um yeah we've sort of got these groups and you know obviously the ladies like spot you know oh there's someone out here and they're a competitor and they're doing all this thing so I'm sort of trying to figure out I don't know if guys do the same thing so yeah that's always yeah. good to know your competition so a absolutely yes <laughs> I, think, I think what's been interesting the most mm. is we're now we're now and especially with IT especially with websites SEO mm. you know the whole the whole suite of things mm. is, is the price point it's just yeah. For people, that is truly the bottom line, price point. Yeah. What will this cost me? Yes. Yep. And that's been a very interesting thing to see change. Um, mm. You know, it's because, because yes, I know that you can jump on YouTube and look up Office 365 tutorials, and that's fine. Yeah. But yeah. If you, <laughs> there will be a call out fee to come and fix it because you're, you're calling us for, our, so yeah, it's an interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the call-out fee, that's that's something that's different to our industry. That would be something yeah. that I guess you guys have to implement. Otherwise, because, yeah, because you sort of think like any IT, anyone who's got a friend who's an IT person, it's always like, oh, hey, can you just help me with this? And I guess you get asked like, oh, camera's going off there. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, like everyone's got this IT friend who they're asking for free advice. It does happen a little bit with, with bookkeepers. You know, we get, um, I mean, you tell someone you're a bookkeeper and they go, oh, can you do my tax return? And it's like, no, we don't do tax returns. <laughs> special, we specialise in GST. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so the call out fee is not really a common thing in our industry. Sure. I guess in your industry it would probably happen quite a bit more. And so, yeah, so that's actually an interesting sort of thing to kind of look at. And so when you're talking about, Pricing. I mean, how, how do IT consultants charge for their service? Do you charge packages or do you do hourly billing or do you do a bit of both? Yeah. For us, we like to we come in and we meet a business and we go through all of their like IT services, you know, like right. your web hosting, your emails, your backups. And yeah, yep. we like to sort of create like a, a fixed like an, fee. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you sort of do like a high level bit of an audit of the system yeah, so structure and everything. Manage all the like a bundled package together so yeah, yeah okay so they'd sort of pick out you'd give them a quote and then they can pick which bits you want them they yeah, want exactly. you to manage and that kind of thing yeah. okay and yeah. we, and we try, them budget as well that's so, right yeah. and we try to tailor it to their so if they're a 50 person size business obviously yeah. it's going to be different to you know a three to four staff company yeah tailored yeah. to the business yeah, yeah that's yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you definitely, so you saw a change in prices. So when the offshoring, you know, became more popular because I mean, are a lot of business owners just going directly to offshore providers now rather than going to a local company to, you know, like what's the sort of structure of it? Are people going directly overseas or are they going through middle providers or like how, how does it work? Um, for the IT side of things like your computers and servers, I think they still, prefer that sort of local presence because yes. like if something goes wrong you know you've got someone there who's you've got that peace of mind that someone can just pop in whereas if it was overseas you know I'm, I'm not sure what would actually happen there but yeah yep. so yeah okay guys, I think that would mostly a lot of people would go overseas mm. yeah. yeah yeah look it's a, it's an interesting one but yeah it's it, it's definitely the, the the topic of conversation you know how much is is all this stuff going to cost us? Um, yeah. And a few of the mm. companies that we um, that we engage with, their son or or a friend of theirs has set up the IT. And, oh and, yeah, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and that's fine to start, but long term you need an investment. 
Definitely. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, and the, there is a real similarity there as well, because that's similar in bookkeeping. You have, you maybe have a family member who sets things up and then you kind of have to come in, maybe do a little bit of a rescue job and set things up correctly. Um, and I think it is, it, it is a certain point in a business, because I'm thinking of, you know, I, I run two companies, one's a bookkeeping business and the other one is our business that actually we work with, we work directly with bookkeepers. Mainly, we mainly help them with their pricing. We also do, um, we do web design as well, but we help, you know, we're really helping bookkeepers to actually price their services. So it's interesting that, you know, what, you, what you've also said about um, pricing and, you know, obviously the family member setting things up and that kind of thing. So obviously when you first start your business, you're, you know, you want to save as much money as possible. And then, so you're sort of DIYing, as much as you can yeah. and then you reach a point where it becomes too complicated or too time consuming so what is that point for a business owner like what sort of size businesses need an IT um, an external IT provider like what what's your sort of ideal client yeah so yeah I've noticed yeah the same like yeah. Um, yeah, you get like your cousin or someone to come in and set up your IT and stuff and then yeah. yep. I reckon as soon as you get to the point where you need to hire people uh, I think mm -hmm. that's where yeah, you, you need to start looking at, but it's, yep. all, but it's also good to have those systems in place before you start scaling, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah, to start start sort of thinking about it. Yeah, okay. And so do are most of your clients, I mean, are your IT clients, are you on site with clients or are you remote yeah, or a bit like of both? A bit of both, yeah. Some I do remotely, but majority like where they have like an office or something, I, I do like to just mm. their office maybe once a month just to, you know, have a meeting and go through how their business is going. And yeah, just, it's yeah. important to have that relationship. I reckon, so. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, when you've got your, um, you know, I guess with your on-site work, I mean, that's something that an offshore company can't replicate the, exactly, the, yeah. the level of service or the type of service that you can give when you're. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're very big on customer service and, you know, rolling out the red carpet and making everything. Yeah. Go smoothly. Yeah. yeah so you, you can't sort of do that over the phone, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's also a lot to be said for like accountability and shaking hands with people. Yeah. Um, just just yeah. that, that traditional good old physical presence of somebody, you mm. know, living in the same city as you, um, it, it might even be sharing same interests of say a sport, like AFL. Yep. It just gives people just that feeling of, okay, credibility. We like these people, we like working with them. Yes, yes, yes. I do remember when we first met you and then I think you and my husband talked about rugby for quite a while. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what they're talking about. I didn't even know if it was rugby. I don't know if that's the right name for it. So I apologise if it's not. Right okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good. And um, yeah, okay, great. And so, yeah, so I mean, what, like, what, what else do you feel has changed in the industry since since people have been you know got going offshore well, like what have been the other impacts on your business like has it affected you or not really or sort of uh, somewhere in the middle another big shift i've noticed lately is um a lot of people used to just buy things outright now they're sort of oh. shifting into this like subscription model yes. where you gotta like pay yes totally like, like everything like spotify and True. dropbox and you know like this gets out of control and yeah so we it really adds <laughs> It yeah, well, it's, as a business owner, so. yeah, it's well, it seems good at first because you think, oh, I can get these amazing programs for like just you know fifteen dollars, and then, yeah. but then what happens is you're like, oh, but I need this and I need this and I need this, yeah. and then you end up There's with so many of them, yeah. and then you've got to just sort of do a little bit of a cull. And I, 
Yeah, and I, I, was, I was I mentioned this. I think um, James, you'd come and introduce yourself in um, a, in, a, in an accountants Facebook group, yeah. and um, and then I, I responded to you about. Uh, I think you were asking like, does anyone have any specific IT issues? And one of the things that I was talking about is how you can end up with this whole like system of um, all of these different apps. And then, you know, you find, and, and for me, what the, the massive issue that, or the biggest mistake that I made with, with our IT that cost us, oh my gosh, I don't even want to think about how much money it ended up costing us in the, um, you know, in the long term. But what we did is because as a bookkeeper, I'm like, okay, well, like obviously zero is the center of the universe. So in my world of IT, I'm like, I'm just going to look for add-ons that integrate with zero. So everything has to integrate with zero. But what I started to realize is as I moved you know, as the business grew, it's like, well, the accounting software doesn't need to be the center of everything. And then I realized, okay, um, we needed actually a really good CRM. And so we, we, we made an investment in, in implementing HubSpot into our business. And then that's when I realized for us, I love, oh my gosh, it, I remember when I first looked at it and I nearly died when I saw the price, I was like, what? Like, this can't yeah, be happening. Like no one pays that much, but I realized how much money I would have saved if I'd just signed up for it on the first day. And so I think we just, we've just finished moving from active campaign to HubSpot. So um, myself and our tech, our tech person, um, who's an internal employee, um, she actually, her and I, we logged 90 hours between us to migrate our CRM. Yeah. Just like oh my gosh we told HubSpot they were like they were super interested to hear that but what I've realized now is because we've shifted platforms so many times because we're trying to center everything around zero which doesn't really have much to do with most of it and sure. now that we've got HubSpot as that center point we've now got a little connection of software platforms that we don't ever have to change for the entire life of our business and we've been able to cull all of these extra things so yep. I realized for us as a customer centric you know, business, our CRM actually, our CRM and our project management tool, these are two like critical tools in the business that need to be the center rather than the accounting software. So big, expensive, painful lesson learned there. But I guess, you know, you sort of, when you start, everything's trial and error. And then you're Absolutely. like, yep. oh For my sure. gosh. And in a way, in a way that also relates to something that we, we see where um, we'll talk to a company and mm. great, they sign up with us, excellent, that's fine. And then we go to the point of like onboarding them. And then when we onboard them, we need to contact one person for the domain name. The second person we need to contact for the <laughs> post. The third person you know, yes. is all the passwords to Office 365. Yeah. And the whole thing is just a big, big mess. Yeah. And so me and Peter's thing is, is that we streamline them all into one account. You've got everything. Yes. So, so if should the day ever come... Yeah, there's no who to talk to Exactly. Should the day ever come where we need to hand over something or whatever it might be, yeah. it's James and Peter. Urban IT services are looking after the lot. It just makes it so easy. It, yes, definitely does. Definitely. And so, yeah, I mean, it's cool because, you know, we sort of talk, started talking about offshoring and that kind of thing, but it seems to me like you guys have really been able to make it work. Like, the yeah. offshoring's come in and it hasn't been the end of the world um, and life has gone on as business owners and you've been able to make it work for you and you still continue to give that personalised service, which is which is great. It's not, you know, I think, and, and I think that's a great, um, you know, thing to be able to share with our audience in that, you know, I guess it doesn't have to be as scary a thing as everybody thinks it is because, you know, James, you mentioned um, security 
is a big thing for you, like specifically website security. Now, obviously, security is like, a, you know, that's a, that's a topic that a lot of bookkeepers are, you know, concerned about. And especially when people talk about offshoring, because we say, oh, you know, is it safe to have our data offshore and that kind of thing? So do you want to just talk a little bit about security and um I mean, I don't know what you said. You were passionate about that topic in the, in the email. So, like, why do you love security so much? What's so cool about it? <laughs> so, so for me, it's it's as you mentioned. It's like the security of, of websites more so. And and Peter yeah. can then touch on sort of the more server side and and data management stuff. Um, yeah. I I love it because like it's it's something that's perceived as quite scary, but it's actually really easy to if you have a website like a WordPress website. Mm can lock it down rock solid just using some free plugins yes. you know, and, a, and a few little bits and pieces that you can pick off from, you know, Googling yep. the information. Um, and as you can also tighten up um, things like, you know, user passwords that you're using on WordPress. I mean, how many times do we see admin one, two, three, four? It's yep. frightening. <laughs> You know, and Note to self, change password. <laughs> exactly, and then, and but then there's also. I have done that before. Oh look, I don't we, now. <laughs> look, but we, yes, we're all, we're all built that for yeah. sure. Um, and then there's the other side of sort of quote unquote security, um, mm. which is backups. Because if you've got a solid backup regime in place, mm -hmm. security sort of just becomes um, like the byproduct of that. Because mm, um, okay. if you're backed up. And you and there is a breach. You just roll back, reharden, and you're yep. good. Yes. Yeah. A nutshell. Yeah. Yes. Yep. We, yeah. We've we've definitely enjoyed having <laughs> having websites backed up at certain moments in time. I don't know how many yeah. times I've crashed our website, but um, um <laughs> quite a few times. Like I'll just go. I'm I'm a big fan. My my um our tech person always says to me, she's like, her motto is don't delete anything. I just love deleting stuff. I'm like, oh, let's tidy things up. Delete, delete, delete. When I was 10, 10 years old, dad bought me a Mac and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this computer. So I'd explore all the files. I'm like, oh, what's in here? What's in here? And I'm like, oh, this looks so messy and unorganized. So I just delete stuff and then the computer would die and dad would have to take it into the IT shop. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like, yes, you deleted some system folders. It's like, okay, don't do that again. I'm like, oh, what's this file that's like five question mark, like dollar sign, like all of these weird numbers and stuff. It's like, oh, we don't need that. So yeah, I've crashed our website quite a few times. So it's a bit of a bit of a scary experience when you first do it. You're just like, oh my gosh, like I've just deleted my whole life. And, and, and I think for those running like an internal server um, mm. that's storing a whole heap of data um, and things like that, that's an even more scary thing to, to, to you know, to crash. Yes. And it, and if all they, if if you're running a fifty person business and all the emails go down or they're hacked, yes. I mean What's yeah. yeah, exactly. Not a definitely, definitely, <laughs> exactly. And I, I guess the only thing I can relate it to is that, so we've got off, uh, what's it called? Google Drive. So we, we, I set everything up on Google Drive. And then I realized one day, I didn't realize until after somebody deleted something. After it was deleted, I realized Google Drive doesn't back up onto your hard drive on your hard drive backup. Yep. Yep. And I was like, I, that was the first day. I, before that, I never really cared that much about security and backups but until something actually happens it's actually it's a really scary thought you just think uh, and for me what it was and the other thing is you know I can't all the contractors come in and they log in with their own email address 
and then they leave and they take all the files with them and all sorts of things and you start to realize oh my gosh we're getting bigger as a business here we can't just let our contractors leave with all our documents and we can't just you know have a fight like our files disappear and then not be able to get them again so you reach a point where you're like oh my gosh this is scary what do i do yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that with a lot of smaller, like when their people are just starting out, they use like, yeah, Dropbox and Google Drive and they, they mm. think that's the backup, but it's not actually, no. it's actually a backup. So, yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess you, you see all of these sorts of newbie mistakes <laughs> all over the place. And so, um, yeah, and I guess, I mean, something that's happening in the bookkeeping industry at the moment is people, because you know, because everyone is very security conscious, what they're doing is they're investing in these sort of software platforms where you can put all of your stuff inside it. So it's like, um, I don't know if you've heard of Practice Protect, for example. So it's like yep, you, it's a central that. login where once you log in there, everything else is kind of inside it. I don't really understand yeah. how it works, but I'll do you... Yeah. yeah. What do you think of those types of things? I mean, obviously. Oh, quite, yeah, I think it's a good. Are they idea. helpful? Yeah. yeah. And it protects like if an employer leaves, you can. Yeah, you don't have to. You just change one password. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. But in a way, we're we're kind of doing a similar sort of scenario where you create like a cloud server, and you can have people log into that, and they can get all their emails and all their data and everything. It's all in like a bubble. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. In in a similar way, but yeah, obviously not quite as advanced as them, but yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and so what, what, I mean, what kind of, I mean, how do you respond to, I mean, do you get clients who are like really scared about technology or like putting things in the cloud or, yeah, you know, like where's it going to go? Yeah. Is it safe and people, that kind of thing? Like what kind of concerns do you get from people? I just don't want to know where one, where their data has been kept. That's yep. also important. Like if you're, if you're, storing your data in a, like say it's a US-based company, you, yep. you know, your data is actually in another country. So there's all different yeah. like regulations and laws and things like, yeah, like, yeah, okay. I'd like so, to know where my data is stored. So that, yeah, that's usually a major concern. So yeah. Um, yeah and for okay. us, we, we pick local companies where our, like, yeah, we've right. got a data center in Melbourne, which we use and yeah, yeah, so we make sure like it's all kept local and they know where it is. Yeah. Okay. So obviously that's important to a lot of people. Do you, I mean, yeah, I guess. And then you've probably got people who just don't really know or don't really think about it because I mean, we live in a cloud world where a lot of people just, you know, like, I don't know, you just, I mean, think 10 years ago, who would have put their credit card on the internet? Whereas now like everyone just puts their credit card on the internet. So it's like, Oh, whatever you, so you sort of get used to it Yeah. and you don't really think about it until something goes wrong. As soon as you sign up for like Facebook or something, you know, you're already putting your, your info out there. So yeah, it's, it's times have changed. So. And, and the old, the old adage, that old chestnut of, oh, that won't happen to me. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. You know, and, until it does. Until it yeah. does. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Office 365 is another big one as well. Like people mm. have their own mail servers in their office now and it's all, yeah, like moved to the cloud as well, which yeah, has been a really good change. I, I find. So. And, and what's interesting too, though, is that there's also the other side of um, what happens when a staff member, say, leaves. Yes. Uh, yep. You know, we want to be able to, say, I don't know, recover some of the data that they were sending or, or maybe emails that they sent. Yep. Or, you know, we it's want to... to back exactly. You know, mm -hmm. and we want to make sure that it's all systems go for us, but they're locked, they're locked out. Just... Just yeah. little things like that. that Just having yeah. those checklists and processes in place. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I've yeah, actually okay. seen someone like 
they lost their job and they still had access to their computer and they fully like deleted all their emails <gasps> and everything. So, like, oh my gosh. But yeah, it happens and they, they start copying all the data off the server and yeah, like. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you don't even think about this. Yeah. Action. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I guess the bigger the company gets, the bigger the bigger the risks are, and you might have employees yeah. get upset, or you know. And I guess to some degree, if you're outsourcing to an offshore place, you don't you don't know like are they trustworthy, and there's a bit of like what what do you do there, and yeah, yeah. So. and and do they care, like because yeah. like to them they could quite easily wash their hands of it being in another country. It's not their concern. They get up and have their day as normal. Whereas mm. for us. Like, yeah. yes, of course we care. It's our whole... Yeah, we almost feel part of the businesses right. that we look after. It's our Yeah, that, that's true. That's, I mean, that's something that I think about with, um, you know, like working with, I mean, I'm not against working with overseas um, or, you know, offshore workers. We, we, we have some overseas team members on our team and, um, and that kind of thing. We, we do work with some various providers. I mean, some people say, well, you know, like every software platform that you're using has their data, you know, in the US or in Asia or, or wherever the service, you would, some people wouldn't really know unless you're reading all the terms and conditions on everything that you join where your, where your data is. But I think, um, yeah, there is a bit of a, like there is a little bit of a feeling of like, you know, when you're working with an offshore provider, you think, oh, if that person just decided to stop responding to my messages, for example, like there's absolutely nothing you can do. Yeah, that's right. Like there's not really even, it's like, who can you call or who can you, like, if you wanted to, let's say, let's say it happened here and someone stopped calling you, like there's, there's ways to take legal action or to follow up on things. Whereas I, there's sort of a blank spot in my mind of like, what happens? Um, I don't know. I'll just make up an example. What happens if a bookkeeper changes the password on a, on a zero file? That probably couldn't happen. But let's just say something like that happened. They changed the password and then they just disappeared. And then you can't actually find them. And That happens a lot with websites. Like yes. the website guy just goes AWOL and people are like, yeah, we, can't do anything. So that's yeah. Right. yeah, that's right. And a rescue job. Yeah, and that, that's one thing that we're, <laughs> we're big on as well. Like having that everything documented and we actually give it to the owner of the business like saying mm. you're yep. logging this is like everything's like full transparency yeah so full yep. transparency yeah yeah that's good that's yeah that to me that's see, seeing it from the perspective of a different industry helps mm. to it just helps it to to give it a bit more depth because you sort of get in this place where you're like i don't know it becomes a little bit about you know obviously we're you know, as bookkeepers, we can be like, oh, like I feel threatened by someone who's charging less than me and I don't know how to explain myself to somebody else to help them to see the value in that. You know, how do I explain to a business owner if I want to charge like 80 or $100 an hour and someone else is offering it for 15 bucks or 10 bucks an hour, how do I explain to them that I'm like at least 10 times yeah. more value than that? Like, how do you explain that, you know? So, exactly. I mean, how, how do you guys explain that? If someone says, you know. Watch I'll tell you a story. The other day I did a job and I was there for like 10 minutes and okay. I still charged the full hour. And he's like, oh, why did why is it a whole hour? And I'm like, well, you're paying for the, the 20 years of experience that I know how to fix that problem. Yes. And yes. Yeah, so I just showed the value of, yeah, like my expertise yep. and that's why. And then he's yeah. like, oh, no worries. And then, yeah, he paid it. So. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's like when you lock your keys into your car and you have to call somebody and all they bring is an old coat hanger. But 
but they're the person that yeah. drove out there with the coat hanger because the knowledge of where to and the knowledge <laughs> the bit where you so, so yeah. yes yes it's something you could have done yourself but you didn't couldn't mm. or, or wouldn't yeah, you yeah. 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 yeah yeah okay and do you find i mean do you find you have to have that conversation very often like when you give someone a quote do you ever have someone say oh you know like challenge you about your fees or um, complain uh, we or? sort of developed the process of like an assessment like when someone comes along and we we, we ask certain questions and we get a feel whether they're right well, not, not, not everyone's the right fit for us so. no. yeah, yeah that's right yeah. some people are very focused on like being the cheapest price but yeah we're we're more about yeah providing the, the value yeah so you don't you don't take it personally some people no, just want cheap not. price and some exactly. people don't. exactly you know if we we totally understand if and we're quite happy they can go somewhere else and more so, and they may come back later on exactly for, yeah, every for, now and then yeah. we get a call a phone call going okay actually this didn't work out yeah come on board yeah. and sometimes it takes them time to grow their business to True. a point where they then they go okay we need your services now so, yeah, like, yeah well that's right out, you, as you said but, you're trying to do it yourself so. Yeah, that's right. I guess yeah, when you're starting out, you're trying to save as much money as possible. And if you've got to yeah. choose between paying an IT person or paying a marketing person to get some, you know, yeah. like sales in the door or something like that, you're always looking at, all right, how do I prioritize spending this, this money? Exactly. What's going to get me the best return? And so I think things like IT and things like bookkeeping, they're quite similar in that people don't see the immediate they don't necessarily see the immediate return. It's not like sales. It's not like, oh, I spend a dollar and I get $10 back. Sure. It feels like I'm spending a hundred dollars and I'm like not even getting a dollar for this. Like until something bad happens, then it's worth it. But it's sort of like insurance in that sense. Like, oh, why do I have to pay all these fees? And then, you know, yeah. hopefully it's something goes wrong so I can get my money's worth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like you've got to um, invest into it rather than think of it as, it, as a bill. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. It's an investment. It's, not, business, a, it's yeah. not a cost to your business. It's an investment to your business. Yeah. 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 Okay. And in the IT industry, is there any kind of like regulation or anything like that? So for example, in our industry, we had like a minimum standard was introduced, which is a bookkeeper has to be a BAS agent in order to do certain tasks within the bookkeeping function. Is there any kind of regulation or minimum requirements yeah. in the industry? The, the iffy sort of subject. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I've got like a, um, I did my TAFE courses and I've done a few like online courses and things, but yeah, there's no sort of like, oh, you need to have this level. No. Like, yeah, no. But, yeah, but okay. I, I found like having the, the hands-on experience far more valuable than, than the, the actual doing the course. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So, so true. So true. Yeah. Okay. And then life so, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And obviously web design, I mean, it, I guess there's a lot, anyone can sort of, you know, these days you can anyway, because back in the day you used to have to know how to code, <laughs> whereas now yeah. you just install the Divi builder and, you know, <laughs> click away. <laughs> so uh, that's good. And so, and I, um, yeah. And so at, at my previous job, I had to like um, train up people and uh, yeah, there's people that come straight out of a course and they'd done all this stuff, but, but yeah, they just, mm -hmm. Had no life experience in that, yeah. So where the person who had the life experience, they just like excelled really well. So. Well, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Were you going to say something, James? I was just going to say, yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. You can have all the accreditation in the world. Yeah. Yeah. But if but if you haven't been in a you can have the people skills exactly, and, yeah, and if you haven't been in a disaster recovery, situation, I was about to say, you know, yeah, you have to have gone through. Yeah. The things that go wrong the things that can go wrong so that you know how to handle them when they do go wrong sort of thing as well so yeah you can't you can't learn that anywhere and so um yeah okay great and then how have you i mean with web design mm -hmm. like 
um, you know, back on, I guess, back on a little bit back on the offshoring um, topic. I mean, web design has been, I don't know, like, is that, has there been a different timing with like actual IT services versus web design being overseas? Like, I mean, there's, there's been a big influx of, you know, there's a lot of people in um, India and the Philippines, or mostly India doing um, sort of web stuff, um, web development code. Yeah. Yeah, like on. I personally think that that's been happening for quite a bit longer. Longer, yeah. yeah. Um, and and look, I, I get it, and, mm. and I, I totally understand that there's a place for it. I mean, we've all started a business, saved some money, and in the process, grown the business. Absolutely. Um, and I think too, outsourcing has um, raised the bar because it's had to yes. raise the bar and the expectation for those local providers. Um, yep. The only downside of it too is that it's also considerably brought the price point, sorry, the investment point down <laughs> yep. um, significantly. Uh, so, you know, a couple of years ago, it was much easier to sell, say, a two and a half, three and a half grand website with, mm. with all the mod cons, SEO, digital marketing. Yep. Now, um, you know, you mentioned to people two grand, and, and it's wow, like, two, whoa, grand. two grand, you know? yeah. Exactly, my, my cousin's, <laughs> yeah, cousin's Airtasker, you can get a website for $50. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. and, and again, that's that's totally fine, that, that that's all I get it, you know, yeah, um, but yeah, no, it, it's. I think it's it's probably a lot with like virtual receptionists and things like that. Where they yeah. like answer your calls for you and stuff. So I've noticed mm. that has become quite popular lately. So. True, true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and to some degree in IT, I've seen a few um, like the help desk part of the business. They've outsourced that to like the call center. Mm. Yeah, they yeah. that is often offshore as well. So yeah, but you don't want to put everything offshore. I, I wouldn't think so. No. No. Yeah, well, I mean, I like what you said. It sounds sensible about, you know, having your servers locally. I guess that gives people a, you know, really sense of sense of security, sense of, you know, trustworthiness to your company as well. And um, and what about you, James? Do you do your, you, do you do your hosting here as well? Yeah, all, yeah. all Melbourne, all Melbourne, either Melbourne or Sydney-based servers. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And, well, it's, and quicker, it's quicker too, which is good. It is quicker too. That's right. Um, and you know, I'm I'm completely transparent with people about, um, you know, if you want to look up where this is hosted, you can. You can mm. do so. If you mm -hmm. wish to move, you can do so. So yeah. 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 Oh yes, yeah. I've seen you quite quite big on that because it's it's quite difficult when um you know you like you were saying before you come into a company and all their stuffs kind of with all these different providers yeah. and everything yeah. and then you've got situations where web designers are like actually holding the client hostage to their hosting Pretty services much, yeah. and things like that it's not Crazy it's stuff. not good and i think that's something that i like the fact that you i've seen you mention that quite a few times in facebook groups and i like the fact that you have that you know that you have that openness to be able to you know allow them the freedom to come and go and things like that you're not you know yeah, um yeah, that gives people yeah. confidence as well exactly and look not every relationship you ever have in your life will work out that's right well that's right exactly sometimes and you're going to want to go to a new website exactly and it's and it's not personal so so you know i think approaching it from that angle has also yeah it's good but this comes back to the offshoring the mm. offshoring has brought in that need to to, to yes, operate yeah. like that 
Yeah, that's right. And to be able to, because one thing we say in the bookkeeping industry is like, we sort of, it's a little bit of a defensiveness. Like I shouldn't have to justify my value to you, but I try and say now, I used to say that myself, but I've gone through such, you know, such an experience of going to run a business that's not a bookkeeping business and have an experience of what it's like to be a business owner, trying to hire a bookkeeper and, and, you know, going through those processes myself and just sort of seeing it from, from the other, other, other person's perspective and, you know, to be, yeah. And so I think that's really helpful. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's great what you guys have done and it seems to me, I mean, seems like you've come through the offshoring changes, you know, relatively unscathed, scathed, and you seem to have a very positive attitude, you know, you're not sort of looking at it like, you know, like a, ne a negative thing, which is, which is fantastic. Sure. And so, yeah, I guess just to finish up, you know, like what advice would you give to a bookkeeper who's potentially, you know, maybe still stuck in that space of feeling like, oh my gosh, how do I compete with these cheaper providers, how do I explain my value to the client? How do I compete? You know, how do I not compete on price? You know, what advice would you give? Um, okay, thanks. <laughs> James, you go. <laughs> For me personally, it's yep. offering something that is so jam-packed full of value mm. that, that you can't say they no. I can't say no. I love that. Yeah. Yes. The red carpet treatment. But basically that red carpet, yes, you can go to to somebody overseas for seven dollars an hour yep. um but will they pick up the phone at 3 p.m uh <laughs> on on a sunday when they're mine i thought you were going to say 3 a.m <laughs> well <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah. But yeah exactly so um i mean yeah just giving that wow factor yeah blow everyone out of the water the price won't even be an issue but also, too, in a sense, and this yep. might sound a bit strange, also, too, ignoring what others are doing and just and just completely focusing and staying in your own lane. And what mm. happens when you do that? Something happens in the air, and it, it just seems it just that. seems to work itself out. Yep. It's, it's, I know yeah. it sounds a little bit, you know, but odd, but it, it yeah. makes sense. It makes sense, and it, it does come back to what you said before about not every client's a good fit for us. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Love it. Well, thank you guys for joining me today. It's been very insightful to hear that other perspective, but also to see how well you guys have, you know, come out of this and, you know, that you've come together with your two complementary skills in the IT industry. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to, you know, invite the um, our community to come and check out your Facebook group. So I will post that in there. If there's anything else that you want to share with the group, if you have any, I don't know, I guess you mentioned that you do provide services to bookkeepers and accountants and that kind of thing. So if you've got anything that you'd like to, you know, share, um, you know, with our audience, feel free to send that through and I'll pop the links in the helpful notes. So thank, thank you again for your time. Thank you very thank much you. for having us. It's, yeah, this has no been worries. a lot of fun. It has been. Thank you so much. Um, all right, guys. Well, um, I will see you all next week. Have a wonderful week and enjoy your weekend. <laughs> see you later. Cheers. Thank you for listening to The Bookkeeper's Voice. We'll be back next week, so subscribe to future episode notifications. Do you want to be more efficient? Get instant access to our free template of the month. Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au slash freebie. Would you love to connect with other Savvy Bookkeepers to get support and ideas? Join the Savvy Bookkeeper Facebook group. Do you need help with pricing, marketing, web design or business planning? Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au to see our services.
Until next time, stay savvy.